Seven footers crew, what is going on? We are back, Gerard and Jenna. You know what it is. Episode 158, Gerard. Mm -hmm. Can you Mm -hmm. believe it? Can you believe it? You put up with me for this long. (laughs) We have been doing this podcast for quite some time. This has got to be what NBA season number three, four, something of that nature. Um, it may it all blends together, right? Time is a flat circle. Um, no, but it's 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 back jenna media days training camps and lord have mercy it's like <laughs> league like lord have mercy is right it just starts day one day one we start <laughs> day one and you know what side note let me just say that i was telling someone today i was like you know i gotta record the podcast whatever and i was talking about like the origin of this podcast mm-hmm. and i was like you know not that i did not have faith whatsoever but i was just <laughs> like damn like we are still doing this. Like, Gerard and I still haven't, like, fist fought. Like, it's amazing. <laughs> now, but, now, now, now you're saying that because you're insane and driving oh, yeah. crazy. Okay, just making sure. Oh, oh, yeah, there is no doubt about it. Like, the insanity is it's, it's problematic. But, no, for real, like, we're still doing it. And it's amazing because I was actually telling this person on a real note that the – the origin like was just so um organic limited. random like, and like it yeah. was organic random and it was limited right mm-hmm. like we were just like hey uh let's just do mm-hmm. this and see mm-hmm. how long we can ride this wave and here we right. are and it's here amazing beautiful friendship beautiful relationship everything but you know i will have a separate episode about this on my own probably without gerard's merit talking about <laughs> this because he won't <laughs> he'll be like you know i ain't messing with you but yeah we have to get into this because 2022-23 media day in the books, right? NBA training camps, they are underway. I mean, there are new friendships being developed, which we will talk about. There are new dynamics, new everything, um, new lineups. It's incredible. And the uh, season is officially three weeks away, as we have talked about. Mm-hmm. October 18th, guys, we are so close. Can you just even, I can smell it. Like mm-hmm. the fresh basketballs, everything. I'm ready. So <laughs> let's get into some of our takeaways from Media Day, mm-hmm. which have been incredible because Media Day is the point where, again, the casual fan might not know that it is the fun day. It's the back to school First day. First day back at school. We're all happy. Oh, our team is great. We're going to do everything awesome. We all get along. Right. Right. Okay. All right. Okay. This is the day that we answer the questions about narratives that may be, you know, troublesome, but we sugarcoat things. But we ain't going to do that on this podcast, okay? Because we're going to talk about it. We're going to dive in deep. All right. Let's talk about some media day notes about the Lakers. Okay, real quick here, because again, today we're going to give you guys our Eastern Conference preview, and then the next episode we'll have our Western Conference preview, where we'll talk about this more in depth, but mm-hmm. just a few notes to take away. The Lakers, okay? 
their infamous big three, and I say infamous because LeBron James, uh, Anthony Davis, and Russell Westbrook, they played in an infamous, uh, what, 29 games last season? Because of <laughs> COVID injuries, everything that the Lakers dealt with that led to them not making the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, so then they had their little uh, big three photo shoot, and a mm-hmm. lot of people mm-hmm. were chattering online about about you know the chemistry not being there with Russ being there and mm-hmm. people being like move closer and he was like <laughs> oh, okay not really so just give me your thoughts on that really quick before we dive into the new friendship or I, I'm sorry I should say the best friendship that is Russell Westbrook and Pat Beverly I'm laughing because you never thought this would be a thing. yeah I mean look uh, the, the Lakers are what they are right now right which is a sideshow in so many ways and it's all about this sort of like you know extracurricular activities the reality of the matter is based on some of the comments <clears throat> from the, uh, the questions being asked to Russ and stuff being heard, it's like, you know, Russ, do you think you're a starter or this, that, and the third? Look, here is the bottom line, Jenna. Like, the likelihood of Russ being on this team come the end of the season, not very high, okay? Like, it's just not. I mean, you've got Pat Bev, you've got uh, Kendrick Nunn, you've got, um, you know, a, a bunch of other guys that, that they brought in here to be point guards, right? And it's just sort of like, you know, they want Russ to play defense, cut, shoot threes, like things that he has not demonstrated that he is willing to do thus far in his career. And if he wants to remain in the league, he's going to have to switch some things and do some things different. I just don't see this being a long lasting thing. But as I said, when we talk about our Western Conference preview, <clears throat> we'll deep dive onto the Lakers more. Totally, totally. And um, yeah, those questions for Russ, definitely a little little harsh uh for some opinions on the internet but again we'll get into that but let's stay in the east because again we have our eastern conference preview so uh a couple other notes from media day celtics i mean a lot of players speaking out for the first time of course after the Ime Udoka uh one-year suspension was slapped down and that was after he allegedly had a relationship with a Celtics staffer, Celtics mm-hmm. female staffer. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, you guys may have seen the press conference that was held after that with Brad mm-hmm. Stevens, who looks a little bit disgusted. And then, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. things like that. Again, players speaking out. I mean, you know, we'll get into it in our preview, but anything glaring that stood out to you in the Celtics media day? Um, Not particularly, because look, the players, they don't, this is not their, like, they didn't do this, right? So that what are they going to say? Like, right. they, they're not the people involved. Um, and, you know, it turns out that he may have had a relationship with a married staffer um, on, on the Celtics. Um, so she, married, she, okay. so she's married and he has, a, he's in a long-term relationship with Neil Long, right? So both of them have significant others that they chose to, you know, mess around on. Moralize that however you want, whatever. That is what that is. The question I keep going back to is if it's something as simple as he coerced this woman into having an affair with him and it, and it virgined on, well, it was consensual at first and then she revoked consent yet she for, he forced her to continue. Why is he still the head coach of the team? Why is this even a year suspension? Why isn't he just fired immediately? Like what, what are we actually doing here? There's still so much about this, Jenna, that has not come out yet, right? Right. And I don't know if it will come out, okay? 
there are um, rumors that this woman, not only is she married, that she is married to someone within the Celtics organization. And this is the reason why we're having this situation, right? And so it's it's very complicated and messy and, you know, just just bad all around. Yeah, definitely messy. And again, we will get into that and how it could impact the team when we talk about our Eastern Conference preview. But again, moving on, quick news notes from the media day here, the Nets. <laughs> I mean, you were there. I was. Up close and personal. Mm-hmm. You saw the guys. You saw mm-hmm. everything. And hey, listen, the thing I will say is, and again, we'll get into it, but the thing I will say is, the Nets seem like after all of this, let's call it what it is, BS and mm-hmm. craziness, mm-hmm. they seem like they actually might have it together <laughs> this season. They seem like they might. So leave us on a cliffhanger here before we get back to them. Well, here's the reality, Jenna. And I, you know, shout out to Troop, you know, the, the other work that I do about basketball uh, on our podcast, bringing in with Henry today. Henry said something interesting, and it's kind of true. Well, at least it's all out in the open now, right? So, like, everything's out there. There's where this stuff tends to get bad is when teams deny and cover up and it festers and boils. Well, yeah, ev- everything's out there now. Yep, Kevin did request a trade. Yep, he did rescind it. Yes, he requested the trade the day after Kyrie opted into his contract. So that was awkward. Yeah, like, it's all out there, right? I mean, this is what it is. And there were tense moments and awkwardness and all of that. But it's there and it's out there right now. On paper, Jenna, this team should be phenomenal. Amen. Ben Simmons complements everything that this team needs and wants and what their two best players do. We'll get into it in our over-unders. The question is, will they be able to coalesce? And as the storms of the NBA season come, because that's, listen, it's the NBA. It's a long regular season. We know storms are coming. It, that's just how this league is. Will this team have the resolve to stick together when the storm comes? We shall big see. facts. Big. We shall see. Yep. Big questions. Big facts right there. And we'll get back to it. But uh, another glaring thing from Media Day, the <laughs> Philadelphia 76ers. <laughs> James Harden. Listen, I'm going to be the first to call myself out. We've been trolling him forever about looking a little uh not lean uh and he showed up to media day looking the opposite and he said that he had lost 100 pounds and to tweet that so hey if it's in the twitterverse to kevin durant that would be real stuff so (laughs) hey but again his former teammate doesn't matter here because we're talking about the 76ers he said he lost 100 pounds i mean he's not serious he didn't lose 100 pounds he's just full of shit look i I think he's his thing is, he's coming to camp in shape this year, unlike last year. And he okay. looks in shape, yeah. Great. But being in shape wasn't his issue last year, right? Like, okay, when he got into shape, this th- the things that were still there were still a problem, i.e., bro, you've lost that quick first step, right? All those things that made you an elite, pot- I mean, in my opinion, probably should have won more than one MVP that had you as the best player in the world for that, that stretch. Yeah. You don't, you don't got those things anymore. So... How are you going to compensate for that now? Um, And we'll see. We'll see what it looks like in Philly. 
True. I mean, hey, we saw so many good things from Media Day, including, you know, new fla- new faces, different places. Donovan Mitchell in Cleveland. Zion Williamson mm-hmm. walked out looking awesome. Um, he looks jacked. In shape, should I say, mm-hmm. instead of awesome. Yeah, so, you know, we've all been waiting for that one. You know, all that <laughs> stuff with the internet, trying to troll. Speaking of trolling, Jimmy Butler is hair. Extensions. I mean, what extensions? The whole, <laughs> and these are not extensions, if you know what I mean. Like, Everybody caught that sound, but I can't even just embarrass myself like that. Uh, <laughs> you know, bunch of stuff. Andre Iguodala back with the Warriors. Mm-hmm. Again, we'll tell you guys about that in our Western Conference preview. So let's dive into things. I mean, we have so much stuff happening here in the Eastern Conference. And again, like I said in the top of the episode, we'll be doing our Eastern Conference preview with you guys now for the rest of the episode. We're going to talk about the over-under win total for each team. And then Gerard's going to give his picks because y'all know Gerard stays <laughs> out here giving y'all the facts. And when I talk mm-hmm. about the facts, he's going to make you guys some money this mm-hmm. season again. Mm-hmm. You guys know mm-hmm. we're with the Props Network. We have our gambling segment every Tuesday for our TNT games. And he's going to give you guys the winners. You know how much money Gerard won some people last season? Lots of money. Oh, shout out to our boy Dexter Henry's watching us right now. Great that the seven <laughs> footers back. Knicks to win the 2023 title. Stop it, Dexter. Oh, put, Dexter. Put the- Put down the weed, my guy. Come on, stop it. <laughs> that was, that was As my Stephen A. a. Smith would that, say. That was, <laughs> that was my Stephen A. No, look, oh the, the Knicks, God. we're, we're going to get to the Knicks and their over-under predictions. Oh, Dex, I don't know, buddy. We'll get there. Um, Shout out to Dex again. Covered uh, Media Day for the Knicks with the New York Post. <laughs> Wait, they didn't even call it Media Day. They said Knicks Content Day. What the What is happening? Yo, we even don't doing? even get me What are we even started. doing right now? Don't even get me started. You know, the the hard part for me started when, again, side note, when Jalen Brunson, when they signed Jalen Brunson and they had the, the, I don't even know what it was, a press conference. It wasn't even a press conference. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. it was like introducing him, but they didn't let anyone do anything or speak. Like, it was like the media didn't exist. Uh, yeah. So, again, you know, some type of feelings about that. But we'll get there. Don't you worry. You won't we... hear the last of Jalen Brunson's name. So, wow. let's... um start out here Mm. with the nets Mm -hmm. because i say that because gerard you were there you were Mm -hmm. up close and personal so i'm going to give you the floor like tell us what the vibes were tell us what the feelings were before i dive into the questions and things that i have about you know kd addressing his trade request Kyrie saying it was awkward hearing about it ben simmons saying he feels great so what were the overall vibes at this media day? Because that was the most anticipated, in my opinion. I mean, to be quite honest, they seem like, again, things that were put out there. So everyone knows what, I mean, what they want to tell us, right? But no one ducked from the fact that, yep, I requested a trade. Kyrie said he tried to get out of here, too. Didn't work. What it seems like, Jenna, is that Nets uh, owner, governor, Josai, has taken back control of his team. They he is calling the shots now, not so much, you know, the superstars. The superstars, okay. the superstars still have input, but yo, we're not bending to your every whim. And if y'all don't like it, KD, you under contract for four years. So I mean, good luck. And Kyrie, your contract's about to be up soon, my guy. So I mean, and then when it's up, I mean, we're not gonna give you another contract. So good luck finding good luck finding somebody out there who's willing to pay pay you given what what your track record has been over over the last you know few years so i think that's kind of where the team has kind of set itself up again they're not strictly like our way or the highway they're like look you guys get input 
but this ain't going to be you two running ruckshot over the organization, whatever you want to do. And the reason why that is, is because this is Kevin Durant at age 34, right? You're on the last stages of your career, still playing elite all NBA basketball, but this ain't 27, 28 year old Kevin Durant. If it were 27, 28 year old Kevin Durant, the organization might've done something differently. But the fact that they're like, nope, Sean Marks is back. Steve Nash is back. Deal with it, my guy. Well, they're going to have to deal with it, right? This is the reality of the situation. Very interesting. I will say really quick before we dive into everything, um, and feel free to hold this question until the end if you want. But in my opinion, after hearing everything from Media Day, and I mean Kevin saying, you know, basically voicing, you know, that he knows his value. Um, mm -hmm. He knew he'd be back in Brooklyn, mm -hmm. um, you know, and Kyrie saying, you know, it was awkward hearing Katie's trade requests first, but knowing that he wanted the best for him and that they've all had honest conversations in Brooklyn and this and that, and Ben Simmons <laughs> is back and back from the back and he feels great. I get it. But to me, does it ever give you a hint that Steve Nash is the problem? You know, look. Just a question. Yeah, no, no. Not I, I, no, no. Trying I, to I, light a fire. I think that's fair. Look, Steve Nash skipped a lot of steps, right? And it's funny because Kevin Durant mentioned, I thought we skipped some steps. And as you a talked team, about that. Right? He, you know, no head coaching experience prior. All of a sudden, he's managing a team with two of the most, you know, larger personalities in the NBA in Durant and Kyrie Irving. Yeah. Okay. Kyrie out here after last season talking about, you know, Joe, Kevin, and I are going to sit down and it's like, bro. No, no, no. Here's how the org chart works, my dude. Josai at the top of the org chart. It's his ship. If he wants to send your ass somewhere else, he can get rid of that dude, right? If he's not going to pay you, which he did not, right, because of your vaccine status, all the other things, hey, he's, he's the boss, okay? Then is where it gets sort of like murky. The org chart underneath that is kind of flat, okay? Kevin, Kyrie, Sean, and Steve are essentially on the same level, okay? It's funny because Sean Mark said uh, on, at Media Day yesterday, I'm not Kevin's boss. We're partners. Okay. And Kevin said, Oh, I don't go in the GM's offices and demand anything. Yeah, but you do because you demanded your boy DeAndre Jordan come with you and that Jared Allen get traded. So you get, so that you get uh, James Harden, who's longer on the team, by the way. You wanted Kenny Atkinson out of here, right? All these things were things that you all wanted. Yeah. So whether you went into the GM and directly asked for it, or you ask for it through your intermediary, Rich Kleiman, it don't matter. You put those vibes out there, and those things got done. And the organization now, I think, is like, look, we're not doing that anymore. We will consult you. We will hear what your opinions are. But ultimately, as Joe Sykes figured out, we're going to do what's best for the Nets. And if that means, now, we believe in this, and we're, we're rolling here, we're, we're, we're doing that. And I think that's the way to do it. Look, Jenna, you know me. I am pro-player. Someone like Kevin Durant has earned the right to have input in team decisions, but it is just that input. You don't get to also be the shadow GM and the team CEO. No. And if that's what you want to do, you have to understand what that entails and be willing to do all of the heavy work because that job of putting a team together, as we see from other GMs around the league is not easy. It's not as simple as, Oh, yeah, I want Kyrie because he's so electric. His handles. And uh, as, 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 as my boss, Henry Abbott, said, when you get Kyrie, you're not just getting Kyrie's handles. You're getting everything that comes with Kyrie. And Durant says something interesting. I want people to be held accountable. 
And I thought that that was interesting. Because I was like, well, whom are you speaking about specifically is not being held accountable? And I thought the timing of everything was also interesting. Kyrie opts in. Next day, Kevin Durant, I want out. Trade me. That was just, that's odd timing to me. And Kyrie says, this was awkward, right? You Do you want your boy Kyrie to be held accountable? Because Kyrie said, you know, my whole love of the game was being questioned. It's like, but Kyrie, of course, we're going to question it. Vaccine mandate aside, taking that away. What everyone seems to, or what he seems to conveniently forget is, my dude, the year before, when there was no vaccine mandate, you went AWOL for 10 days in the middle of the season because you needed time off. Yo, my guy, that is not showing commitment to the team. It's just, right? It's just not. Yeah. So are you in this or are you not in this? We talked, if your goal is to win a championship, first of all, and they know this, winning a championship is fucking hard, man. It's not easy to win a championship. You need everybody in the boat rowing in the same direction. Bro, you ain't even in the, in the boat half the time. So of course we're going to question your, your commitment. You ain't even here. The in, the out. The, it's like, no, man. So now, guess what? No vaccine mandate this year. Nothing. Let me ask you a question, Jenna. Oh. Uh, assuming no injury. Assuming there is no injury. Do you expect Kyrie to show up to work and to play all the time? Again, barring no injury. Barring no injury. and So assuming he's know, healthy. Yeah, he's healthy. Vaccine mandate is, you know. Mm-hmm. It's gone. Is what it is. It's gone. I do. Okay. I'm going to say yes. I expect you to show up and I expect him to show up. And you know what? Take my word for it. If I am wrong and I predict this wrong, throw it in my face because that's when I will burn my Kyrie Cleveland shirts. And you know, you know, I've been in this. That's it. Kyrie's your guy. Well, here's the thing. He's going to have to play good soldier because this is a contract year. He has to. When this year is up, he doesn't, he has, there's no contract on the table. So he's going to have to show that he's committed, right? And again, if you are a GM, whether you're Sean Marks or any of the 29 GMs out there who will have cap space to potentially sign him as a free agent, are you you think, okay, am I willing to give four years and super max money to this dude who has proven over the last few years something comes up, he may go AWOL. Now, here's the thing. I'm all cool if Kyrie wants to be on a maintenance situation where it's like, I don't want to play 82 games. Like I want to like, cause you know, for my health and like, okay, guess what? Yeah. The Spurs did that with Duncan and pop and all the and Duncan and Ginobili and all those guys. And, but we're going to work that out ahead of time into your contract. These are ahead, every game of the season. This is what it is. Oh, you want to miss the back to back. Okay. You're not going to be off doing whatever we expect you to be with the team, or whatever you work out to make sure. And you are held to these parameters. If yeah. you do not do those things, when we have a problem, right? Listen, teams work out all different kinds of situations and I'm down with that, but you have to show a commitment to the organization. And again, the, the unwillingness to get vaccinated, that to me shows that you are not willing to commit to the organization because there are plenty of other guys in the locker room who were unsure about it, but they were like, you know what? This is what I got to do to play. I'm letting my teammates down. If I don't, I'm going to be here and do this thing. You yeah. chose not to. Okay. Again, I go back to the year before. No vaccine mandates existed. You just literally went AWOL on PTO for 10 days. Mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> what are we talking about here? You, yeah. you, you, 
It was an unexcused absence. You just literally disappeared for 10 days. No, facts. I mean, and the thing is, here's the thing. I expect him to show up. I do. But, I mean, at the same time, if he does not, apologies for my um, noises, but if he does not, like, you know, there's no excuses left at this point. You're not, do not give him the Supermax. Do not sign him to anything. Like, this is your last chance. Like you said, it's a contract year. So do what you got to do. But at this point, no. Like, I don't care how good you are, how good your handles are. If you're going to come with 10,000 headaches, I'll find some, you know, lower shelf point guard or guard that's going to show up every day. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. 29 games last season, fam. Mm -hmm. Let's just remember that. Mm -hmm. Let's just remember that. But, you know, before I go on a rant, (laughs) let me ask you Mm -hmm. about, because you were there, like I said, the vibes around Ben Simmons. Mm. Now, listen, what I've heard, what I've seen, what I've seen in on Twitter, you know, he was happy-go-lucky. He felt good. He looked good. He was in good spirits. He was shooting threes in a practice setting. Hello. So what was the vibe? What so was going on? So it's funny. Um those of you who probably remember, Ben Simmons was recently a guest on J.J. Reddick's podcast, The Old Man in the Three. Yes. And there was a stark difference between his tone on that conference, on, on that podcast, than at Media Day. Yeah. And I say all that to say, in on the podcast with J.J. Reddick, there's a level of safety and comfort he feels because J.J. is yes. part of the brotherhood of NBA players. He's not going to try to sell me out or misconstrue my words or whatever. So he was open and free and talking. It, he was, it wasn't that he wasn't open and free at media day. He was, but you could tell he wanted to get through his answers and get off the stage as quickly as possible and not give much. Okay. Yeah. That's number one. Number two, I believe he is healthy and he's looking great. He's feeling great. He, he said that and he's looked good in practice, uh, in practice today. Um, he is excited about playing with this team because given his skill set and the skill set of everybody else, I mean, it is a perfect compliment. Jenna, if the NBA season was played in a vacuum, which of course we know it's not, this team should win 57, 60 games. Like they are that good like that. But as as you know, NBA season not played in a vacuum. So, you know, as I mentioned, the storm's coming, things are happening. Will this team be able to stay together? We'll find out. He's a perfect compliment to KD and Kyrie. Here's what he needs, though. He needs, and shout out to my guy, Coach Thorpe, Royal Jelly. And Coach Thorpe talks about Royal Jelly. If anybody knows about Royal Jelly, that is what the queen bees secrete on all the larvae, right, that they have, right? And that's, like, it's the good stuff that, like, produces, like, the next, you know, that's, and and, and in basketball terms, he needs guys to love him up, you know, have his back, support him and help him right it's this nba you know and it's very hard for jenna because the average and the casual fan we well not us but it's very hard for the average person to sympathize with millionaire athletes right yeah because the first thing you think about is well you're rich all that money you have and it's like okay that fair right but just because you're rich does not mean you don't have problems now they don't have paying their mortgage problems like maybe regular people have, and that's a big stress and a big concern. But they also operate in a world where they never know what 
any inter if any interaction with another human being is genuine or not. Does this person actually want to be my friend? Or does this person only want to hang out with me because of who I am, what I can give them access to, and what type of you know money and riches they can get from me, right? That is a difficult way to go through life, right? Is to have it no is. is to have every time you, you you meet somebody, all right, is this dude legit or is this person legit or are they just trying to scam or that sounds like a very poor existence to live, okay? And so these guys, especially someone like Ben, in that organization, he needs to know your team and my my teammates, they support me and they've got my back. They're genuine relationships I can build within within here. Will that happen? We will see. Because I'm telling you, Jenna, if he feels supported in a way he did not feel in Philadelphia, which was clear, right? Because we saw Joel Embiid and Doc Rivers threw him under the bus, right, at the end of that series. If he feels supported here, that's going to bring out the best version of himself. If he is the best version of himself, this team's going to be incredible. If not, well. Facts. I mean, listen, my hot take, which are never really the hottest takes ever, but my hot take would be that, you know what? I mean, listen, I, I say this because – I was talking to Dapa before this mm -hmm. um, and telling him, you know, what we're going to talk about because his team is the Nets. Um, <laughs> I was like, well, Gerard was at, um, you know, media day, whatever. So and I told him I was going to ask you this question, um, which I kind of already have and you've already kind of answered. But realistically, like they have everything that they need right now. They do. Everything should be or seems to be clicking Right now. And again, media day, everybody's all smiles. We're all getting along. We're all best friends. We're all going to win the championship. <laughs> but <laughs> they, it seems like everything should be clicking for this team. And hey, you know, I hope that this is the season that, and again, let me preface this, that the Nets are not my team. Mm -hmm. However, mm -hmm. I do hope that this is the season that Ben Simmons gets to prove himself and kind of, you know, not prove people wrong um, because he's well, sure. he about narratives and proof stuff like that. But, but, prove, but prove the doubters wrong. But prove them wrong. I mean, listen, like, let's not sugarcoat it. You've been shit on mm -hmm. <laughs> up and down the East mm -hmm. Coast. Mm -hmm. I mean, mm -hmm. it is what it is. Um, but I really, I, I hope this is his season. I really do. I, I think that this is, you know, it's his time. And I really hope it is because, again, and as we roll into this, I mean, talking about their over-under uh, mm -hmm. minus 50.5, tell me what your prediction is because you know you girl don't do the math. You know All right. So 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 Vegas That's has set right. the line for the, the team's total wins this season at 50 and a half. I'm going to go slightly over. Look. I agree. I – because even if things go bad, this team – like you're talking about Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, Ben Simmons. Joe Harris, Nick Claxton, Royce O'Neal, Patty Mills, Seth Curry. I mean, Dayron Sharp. Like TJ Warren, Marky Morris. I mean, not not to cut you off, but how dare us not mention already um, the power that they have returning in Seth Curry, and yes. now you have the additions, of course, in TJ right. Warren and uh, Royce on the defensive end right. too, and Joe Harris coming back uh -huh. with that Marky shooting. Morris. Like, I mean, Jenna, they can throw out a lineup. With let's say they want to go small, okay. Simmons at the five, KD at the four. Facts. Yep. You can go 
Joe Harris at the three, Royce O'Neal at two, Kyrie Irving at one. Everybody yep. on the floor, except for Ben Simmons, is a 38% or higher career three-point shooter. Ben Simmons, by the way, for the last, I want to say four seasons, five seasons, has led the league in three-point shots created. You run pick and roll with that dude, and he he's coming down the lane. Who are you helping off of? You, you got three-point yep. shooters everywhere. You're not helping off anybody. Because these guys will knock down open threes, right? And Ben can – it's funny. On the, on the Old Man in the Three podcast, J.J. Reddick had said this. And this was when J.J. and Ben were teammates in Philly. That was early in Ben's career. And, he, and J.J. was telling a story about in practice. Like, Ben, like, yo, like, how'd you make that pass? Like, catching me over them three? I was crazy. He's like, I'm six foot ten. I can make any pass out there. And that's the reality of it. Like, everybody gets caught up in what he doesn't do, which is shoot. As I've said a million times before. He is elite at everything else that you need to do on a basketball court. Elite. Not average, not above average, not good. Elite. <laughs> like, yeah. So on a team that already has enough shooting and scoring, I don't need you to do that. Do all the things you are elite at. Yeah. And again, if this team can find a way to coalesce and if in year, whatever this is for Durant, 15, 14, if he can emerge as a vocal leader, and that's not his game, but if he can emerge as that kind of person and with Patty Mills there and Marquise Morris, if you can bring guys together, Jenna, this team should be excellent. They are so good. They're so good. But again, we shall see. So, but I'm going to go with slightly over. I say they win maybe 51, 52 games this year. I agree with that. I think that's extremely fair. So, I mean, again, like I said, I think all things on paper are clicking for them. So we shall see. That's going to be an interesting one, and mm -hmm. I can't wait. I'm so glad you're back in the mix, back in the locker room. And, again, mm -hmm. so glad that the NBA has went back to this kind mm -hmm. of pre-COVID mm -hmm. protocol uh, adjustment there. So really glad to see that we're moving toward, you know, old school <laughs> I guess, coverage something, something like i that. don't know whatever we're calling something it like whatever we're calling it all right staying in the eastern conference again this is our eastern conference preview let's talk about the celtics again up there and again i i wrote the show rundown and hopefully you know the list that the teams are obviously much better to the worst the magic being the last <laughs> on that list so magic fans don't hold your breath on this one but let's talk about boston because a lot of stuff going on there again sensitive topics of mm -hmm, course mm -hmm. with the suspension of Ime udoka head coach for the entirety of this coming season and you know a lot of stuff there and again props really quick if i don't get to say it at any other point during this conversation of the celtics uh female team reporter coming out and saying you know speaking out for the women of the yeah, organization sure. giving them all of the credit and flowers that they deserve that they worked so hard to be there because again i don't know if you guys saw it but internet sleuths out there tried to you know throw out their names right. uh and the very few names and very few photos of the females that work in the Celtics organization trying to tie them to this Ime Udoka scandal. But again, talking about the suspension, talking about the team with all of this. And I, again, 
talking about from a basketball standpoint, mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. Ime Udoka not being there, taking them nearly to the promised land last season, how will this impact the team? We're at a 53.5 uh, mm-hmm. over-under over mm-hmm. rating there. So what I are mean, we thinking? Jenna, they started the season plus 500 as the favorites to win the NBA championship. Um, this is going to be stars is, returning. This, it's the same team, and they actually got better because they have uh, Malcolm Brogdon um, uh, as a point guard. Not only do they have the Ime Doka situation, Robert Williams, Time Lord, Robert Williams III, is going to be out for eight to 12 weeks. So that's going to have three yep. months. That's going to hurt. And he them. was dealing with that last season. They yeah, just had to take the, care yep. of it now. And well, I mean, what, what happened was that he needed another procedure because he hurt, he ended up hurting it more um in the playoffs he's gonna that's gonna impact their defense big time for sure remember the celtics turned it on and were the number one defense and adjusted adjusted defensive rating last year that is a big piece not to have that's gonna put more pressure on al horford um i just you know at some point look they're gonna do the whole rally behind and galvanize nobody believes in us like all that's gonna happen but at some point this is going to affect them um and they're gonna either come out of the gate maybe a little slow 500 ish or something's going to happen and for that reason jenna i'm gonna pick them to go slightly under they're still gonna be a very good team but you know i may have thought they're gonna win 55 56 games before all this stuff happened now i'm gonna go slightly under real quick uh mm-hmm. question on the celtics what do you think about jason tatum just what kind of season do you think he's going to have? Do you think we're going to see a progression or a regression? I only ask this because a lot of people talk about him in that sense. And again, you know, still young leader of a team, but I feel like mm-hmm. he's a little bit unpredictable in that way. Well, so Tatum was an all NBA first teamer last year. And I think he'll do that again. Like I, or, or be in the all, all NBA mix. Um, you know, he, he was hurt last year and that lengthy and, you know, players don't like to make excuses, but it is what it is. Like he was hurt. Um, and that impacted him. It happened at the worst time, of course, in the finals. And you don't know if you're ever going to make it back. So yeah, all that, that's all terrible, but I believe that he will come out and have a strong season again, uh, this year. And he's going to need to, right. Because not having, time lord is going to matter so he's going to have to play that elite two-way defense we saw him play in early in the postseason he's going to have to dial that up and play that way in the regular season as well him and jalen brown right um they're they're both going to need that and you know as i said it's going to be tough for them that they're gonna they're gonna hit a place where they're gonna struggle a bit again we talk about it it's the nba season the storm is coming for every team well for Boston, the storm came before the season even began, right? So they're already starting with the storm brewing with, within their walls. So how do they manage? How do they deal with it? And remember, Jenna, when you play late in the June, your offseason's shorter, right? So they're coming off that, that run into the finals. Like, it's a lot. So again, because of all those factors, I'm going to go slight under for them. Okay, okay. I'm not mad at it. Let's move on to the Bucks because this is another interesting one because I feel like this run specifically this season is going to determine everything moving forward for them. And I say Mm -hmm. that because, again, are we going to run it back? You have the addition in Joe Ingles. Mm -hmm. I mean, you have Giannis being Giannis. Again, nothing holding him back. No injuries, knock on all the wood in America and beyond. But, you know, I mean – 
what do you see out of the Bucks this season? I feel like, and we've said this last season too, that people sleep on the Bucks. They They're do. very quiet on the Bucks. I don't know if Milwaukee's just not where y'all want a vacation. I don't know what it is, but again, mm-hmm. they have that fifty-two point five over under. <clears throat> over under. So not too far from the Celtics, but still, what are your thoughts? Because I think this is another interesting one. Are they going to run it back, or is this going to be a sleeper? So here's the interesting thing about Milwaukee. Um, Chris Middleton will not be on the floor to start the year, right? He's going to miss the beginning of the season. Um, that's a problem, right? Because without him last year, even without him last year, they went, they took the Celtics to seven games, right? So Giannis is still Giannis. He's still arguably the best player in the world. He's still a true holiday, um, an all NBA level uh, player, always uh, ranks high in metrics. They have Brooke, Brooke Lopez back and healthy. You know, they may want to come back in and, kind of reestablish themselves as the class of the East again. You know, they may not race out to 60 wins because, you know, the regular season in that way doesn't matter. But I could see them coming in slightly ahead, going 53, 54 wins, um, you know, just just a little bit ahead. And if Boston's going to falter and they have a chance to grab that that one seed, if, that, if that's where they are, right, or, or against Brooklyn, look, they're going to want home court advantage, right? All that stuff matters. So I, I think Milwaukee, I go slight over again, you know, Giannis is going to play hard on both ends. Barring injury, there's no reason this team should not win 53 games. All right, all right. I, I agree with you. I mean, there's not many times I disagree. <laughs> May That's I true. reiterate, if you are just joining this season, you know, Gerard is – I always say this, you know, and I hate to give him his goddamn flowers, <laughs> but – He's one of the most intelligent basketball minds I have ever come across. And I always say this on past seasons. Again, we're on episode 158. But this man is going to be a GM one day. I know it. I just, <laughs> I just Listen, know it. From, from your lips to God's ears. Hey, teams, let me know, man. I got some ideas on how we can make things happen. How you I boy. know it. I love it. All right. Let's talk about the red hot Miami Heat. We take a dip here in the over under ratings at 48.5. But I mean, hey, you got Jimmy Butler, you got the dreads. They are not extensions. <laughs> so what's going on here? You got Udonis his last season. Did, so yep. he says he they got him a season. cake yep. at Media Day, the whole yep. vibe. But what do we think about this team? Because again, I say this because the Heat, they always surprise us. Again, I feel like people sleep on them a lot, but they got that. They got that grit. I mean, everybody knows the Heat do not give up. I mean, no. I just watched Dwayne Wade's best plays, so I'm on a Heat vibe. <laughs> you're you're like, loving the Heat right now. Oh, on um, my way home from vacation, that was one of the things on the United <laughs> screens. It was like Dwayne Wade's best plays. I was like, let's go. Oh, my God. I was reliving all the championships with LeBron. Oh, LeBron, love you. I mean, as long as Jimmy Butler is Jimmy Butler, Kyle Lowry's doing his thing. Like, I – Kyle. I, I I like this team. Bam Adebayo. Um, I think for them to make that next step forward, yeah, Bam's going to have to improve his offensive game. He's going to have to consistently knock down that 15 to 18 foot jump shot, right, and have that move where he goes to the basket and become an offensive weapon um, for them more so than he is right now. Um, Tyler Hero is going to have to continue to make strides on the defensive end. We know what he can do offensively. Victor Oladipo, I think, is an interesting uh, piece for them, right? Like, off the bench, right, what is he? And can he recapture that all-NBA third-team level play? Uh, Caleb Martin, they they have a lot of great young people. Nikola Jovic, they have a lot of interesting young talent there. Um, 
question is, can they level up, right? Because the East has gotten better. Um, you know, you're not going to think about like, does the team outperform their over on expectations, whatever. Well, you can't have all eight teams win 55 games, right? The loss has got to come somewhere. And so, you know, I would say the best thing you can hope for in the Eastern Conference in terms of, okay, we know like this is like an easy night or a guaranteed win. Indiana, maybe, maybe Charlotte, maybe the Wizards. I mean, right, teams that are like really poor. I just, you know, Detroit's going to be a lot better. That's not going to be a, a cakewalk game. Like, all right, we're heading to Detroit. We're going to bust their ass. Like, I don't think so. And Orlando, look, we'll, we'll get to them later. But Wagner had an amazing Euro basket uh, that just concluded. And they got some nice young talent there. That may not be a pushover game either, right? They're going to be young and frisky. So it's going to be tough to find wins in this conference. So I, for the Miami Heat, they're over under 48 and a half. I'm going to go push there. I could see them coming in right at 48 wins this year. All right. Well, with that, my only question with the Heat before we move on, why don't people believe in Tyler Hero? Why? Yeah, I, I don't think anyone doesn't believe. It's more like, it's like, so most people, right, in the NBA, they're not, they're not really good at everything. It's like when you have them on the floor, it's at the expense of something else, right? It's like, okay, they're elite offensively, but I'm, I'm giving up something on defense. It's only people like, you know, your, your best of your best. It's your Giannis's, your Nikola Jokic, Steph, LeBron, KD. These guys are like, they got to be on the floor at all times because they do everything on both ends of the floor, right? Okay. And even in Steph's case, right? Steph is a plus defender. He's not all NBA, but he's not a turnstile, right? Like he knows where to be, smart team defender, all that stuff. But with Tyler Hero, you give up something defensively, right? Often getting lost on screens, different things like that. And in the playoffs where teams hunt mismatches, this is why he are quote unquote down on him. Um, but he's electric offensively. I mean, he's, he's phenomenal, a, a hell of a player. And he's, that's why the heat love him, you know, but just again, you know, you don't gotta be an all NBA defender. That's not, nobody needs that. Just don't be a turnstile, be a smart team defender, be in the right spot, right? Offer some resistance. That's it. That's all you gotta do. Be a be a net be a, even even if he's net neutral on defense. That's fine. I like we'll, it. We'll take that. We'll take it. All right, all right. Let's talk about this Philadelphia 76ers because mm. up on the heat with that 50.5 over under. But what's going on with the Sixers? Again, I feel like we said this last season on the podcast. They were just one one piece, one something away from really contending and pushing it to the next level. And again, I feel like we talk about this with James Harden that he just can't get past that one point in the, in the postseason. So again, I mean, apparently coming back a hundred pounds lighter up in this season. So <laughs> what we do in Philly, we got the addition of PJ Tucker on the defensive end from the heat there. So what, what are you thinking in Philly? What's cooking there? Look, Joel Embiid, if, we're not for Nikola Jokic would have probably won MVP last year. Um, and yeah. you don't know how much longer you have of peak Joel, right? And because he says yeah. he has an, an injury history. Facts. Joel is all world on both ends of the floor. James Harden is still good enough on that end of the floor. Okay. He's not producing at all NBA level, but Jenna, he's still producing at all star level. Um, I'm looking at, um, um, Dunks and threes, estimated plus minus, which you know is my favorite 
all-in-one metric. And James Harden was a plus 3.8 and estimated plus minus, which means that when he is on the floor relative to competition, the Philadelphia 76ers outscore their opponents by almost four points per possession. Shana, that is still in the 95th percentile in the NBA. So he's still a very good player. He's just not what he once was when he was winning MVPs, right? And finishing second. He's not the best or number two in EPM, right? Okay. Still a very good shooter, right? Can he consistently knock down threes, right? Get that shooting percentage back up on the three-point ball a little bit. He's never been a great defender. Can you not, again, can you not be a turnstile? Can you be in the right spot, right? Can you be a good team defender? Tyrese Maxey is excellent and getting better every single year. I love what Maxey's doing. Obviously, the Sixers love him. That's why he's still on the team. Matisse Thybul, have you developed a consistent jumper? Because if Matisse Thybul can at least knock down a shot, a three, consistently, we know what he is defensively. He is all world, right? So that is excellent for, for Philadelphia. You have Tobias Harris. and you know. This is the area where they struggle. Um, for what he gets paid, he doesn't perform at that level. Like, he's fine. Like, you, I talked about, can you be a net neutral? That's what he is, Jenna. At estimated plus minus, you know what his number is? 0. 0.0. Which means, when he is on the floor, relative to competition, his team doesn't outscore, nor are they outscored by anybody else. They're just, they play teams even. Can Tobias Harris be a little bit better than that? If he can consistently, this is a big piece of them. P.J. Tucker's great, knocking down threes, playing defense. But Jenna, P.J. Tucker's not 25. P.J. Tucker's in his late 30s, right? It, this is, you're depending on old guys. Can Furkman Korkmaz refine his three-point shot? Like, these are the different things, right, that, that Paul Reed, is he someone that could be that when they want to go small and do different things? Like, can Doc get this team to do things slightly differently? Can he change and adapt himself, right? Who is the guy to coalesce and get everybody together? Who is the leader of the 76ers? Hey, I mean, good question there. Again, I mean, what the Sixers need in the short, I mean, you know, Joel Embiid, don't get injured. Role I mean, players. He, he gets injured, it's over. I mean, let's I, call yeah, it what it it's is. Over. It's over. I mean – Hopefully that. Let's not forget pounds. they picked up De'Anthony Melton in a trade to the to to this from like my Grizzlies. So and Melton's a very good player, very good steals guy, can knock down some threes. So he'll be a nice bench piece for them. And they picked up uh, what's his name, Daniel House Jr. Yep. Uh, mm -hmm. Didn't he? You know, be mm -hmm. messing around in the bubble there as uh, long as he stay I mean, clean. <laughs> he good. <laughs> so for their over under Jenna, I'm gonna go slightly under at fifty. So fifty okay. and a half is there, I'm, I'm gonna say they're gonna win fifty games this year, right at fifty. Oh, that's going to be a good one to watch. Mm -hmm. I, I We're going to teeter on that, I feel like. Man, mm -hmm, I hope you're right. I hope mm -hmm. you're right. But let's go to another team that is so exciting mm -hmm. that I'm so pumped to you're talk very about. Excited. Oh, you know it. <laughs> the Cavaliers. They got my guy, DMD Mitch. I mean, so many people allegedly missed out <laughs> on him in this period. Hence, the Knicks will get to them. But D. Mitch in Cleveland, he's so happy. He's reuniting with Ricky Rubio and teaming up with veteran Kevin Love. And mm -hmm. this young core that they've built, we previewed it a little bit last episode. 
I mean, they have 47.5 on the over-under there. What are your thoughts? Talk to me about this exciting Cavaliers team because I really feel like, again, and let's not forget that at All-Star, which took place in Cleveland, Mm -hmm. most of Cleveland represented Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. All-Star, all the the challenges. Darius Garland and Jaron Allen were Uh, All-Stars. I'm very excited about this Cavaliers team. Elite pass team. Oh, for sure. So they were number three or two in adjusted defensive rating last year before Jared Allen got injured. Once that happened, that really tanked their playoff, their playoff success. They did make the play in tournament, but you know, it was a lot to overcome with Darius Garland and Donovan Mitchell in their backcourt. I love what they do. You have another younger guy, but a young guy with a ton of playoff experience. You have Jared Allen. We already said all-star Evan Mobley. So I was, I was watching Cavs media day. Jared Allen said something, something interesting. Somebody asked him about Evan. He goes, it seems like every time I'm, I'm having, I'm having to guard, guard Evan and like pick up. And like when the guys are all together playing, he's scoring on me every time his offense has improved so much from where it was last year. And it still has so much to go. And if you're doing that against the team's best defender, we already know what Evan Mobley is defensively. If that offensive game comes around, yikes. So you got, Garland, Mitchell, Evan Mobley, Jared Allen, and Isaac Okoro is someone who's got to, you know, turn on that three and D, right? Can you, the defense, can you, you know, continue to make strides there? Can you start knocking down shots, right? He's the one we're looking at. um, And can he get better defensively? But Jenna, this team, if you're a Cleveland Cavaliers fan, how are you not excited? All your young guys are roughly around. No one's older than 26 in that starting lineup, I want to say. So, I mean, you're ready to rock and roll. The team is young. Kobe Altman, GM, said, or president of basketball operations, we have a long, we have a runway with these guys. And, you know, again, barring an injury, no injuries, and everybody being, this squad should be good. And you got Karis LeVert, Kevin Love off the bench. And that's how I would do it. I'd go Karis LeVert as your super six man. I, you can even close with him sometimes if you want to get more size out there. I, I love what this, what this squad is doing, Jenna. Um, I'm going to go slightly over. I, I think like Cleveland's going to flirt with the top four. They're going to flirt with it all year. I'm not saying they're going to definitely make it because it's going to be tough in the East. They're going to flirt, but I'm going to go over slightly over 47 and a half for the Cavaliers. Oh, I love it so much. And the thing that impatient people will hate about me right now is that Cleveland has time. Like yeah, looking do. in the future in a crystal ball in the longevity scale, They have time. Again, everybody wants to be in win-now mode, and I get Mm -hmm. it. The season's about to be here. It's a long season. You want to win. But they have time. They have so much talent, so many young guys, as you said. So love that, love that, love that. Let's talk about another team that does have time, in my opinion, and that is the Hawks, okay? Do they have time? (laughs) Oh, look at you. Already getting petty. Already getting petty out here. Okay, you know I love me some Trey Young, okay? Um, listen, this is another team that was a little bit all over the place, uh, last season, because again, with their injuries and different things that have gone on within their team, I mean, they have a lot of potential. I just, some, they disappointed me last season. I will say last season, they should have made it way further than they did, but you know, we'll get there, but let's talk about it. The addition in DeJounte Murray from the Spurs. I think that's going to be a huge get for them again, 45.5 on the over under scale, but 
talk to me about this young Hawks team that has, again, so much potential. Trey Young and DeJounte Murray in that backcourt. Come on. So here's what I like, Jenna, um, about – well, first of all, let's, let's go back to this. You were disappointed last year with, I was. with, the, with what the Hawks did, um, as you should have been. And I know I've said it a million times, and I'm going to say it again. After they made their run to the conference finals last year, Trey Young started last season, the beginning of last season, and said, you know, after what we accomplished last year, it's hard to get up for the regular season. Yo, my guy, I hope you learned from last year and you come into this year with different energy because that ain't it, okay? You saw how, oh, you just assumed, ah, we'll just get back to the count like we did last year. Nah, bruh, you didn't, okay? And the East has gotten better, okay? So this idea of you think you're just going to show up, and no, 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 no. This squad has got to work. Trey has got to get better on the defensive end. Look, I don't need him to become an all-NBA defender. He's probably not because he doesn't have that kind of body and skill set too. You got to stop being a turnstile, my guy. All right? Be a better team defender. Know where you're supposed to be, right? And offer some level of resistance. I think DeJounte Murray is going to add some competitiveness to that backcourt, challenge Trey a little bit to be better. You might get Trey off the ball some, which will allow him to have a little more energy on the defensive end. Um I think John Collins and DeAndre Hunter, DeAndre Hunter's going to have to make a, a big step up this year. Like he's going to have to be that prototypical six foot eight wing that we think can score 20, that alpha predator wing that every NBA champion has. You, you need to be that guy. Um, can he start getting towards that level? Uh, we know what John Collins is. Uh, you got Capella, Ken, uh, Oneka Okonwu. Can he emerge out of that shadow, push Clint Capella to be better, right? And, and inject some more youth um some more scoring out of that five position and nate mcmillan's gotta be like something something was off and again this is on trey i believe jenna to be a better leader than he was look i say this all the time and draw a comparison people always like oh it's because you love the grizzlies i mean i do love the grizzlies but there is something different about how the grizzlies players feel about john morant versus how the hawks players feel about Trey Young. And if you are the leader of the team, these guys have got to be willing to want to follow you into a foxhole, all the silly analogies and military stupid things that we say. Walk through a wall, go through the fire, all that things, right? Memphis, you see, they, Jaws, their guy, they love him, they embody, all right, all the characteristics that he has. I don't see that from Trey's, from the, the, the Hawks. They don't seem to have that vibe. We know about the friction between him and John Collins. I mean, it's it's been written about a gazillion times. Does the addition of DeJounte Murray change any of that? I think that is interesting. Does he, coming from that Spurs culture, he say, look, yeah. Trey, I hear what you're doing. You demand this is your thing. Look, I think this would be helpful for us to, to get to where we want to get to. I'm very curious to see how that all plays out. Yeah, I mean, absolutely outstanding uh, point there. I mean, I feel like that's going to be the one glaring thing that everybody's looking for this season. So, again, I hope DeJounte Murray comes in and kind of helps that dynamic uh, mm -hmm. between Young and Collins, and we'll see. But, again, I mean, here's my thing, like a quick takeaway with the Hawks at this point. I mean, again, we have to see how they play, how they gel together. But 
when you put Murray and Young in a backcourt like that, if y'all aren't putting up high offensive numbers, like you're not doing your job. Mm-hmm. That's it. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if that's not going to help you win games, then y'all got a lot more problems than we thought. Mm-hmm. So yeah. again, we'll see. We'll see how it pans out. But let's move on here. And oh, talk- I, didn't, I didn't give my I didn't give my prediction. Ooh. I'm gonna I'm gonna go slight over. I'm gonna say they're gonna win 46 games. I'm gonna give them the benefit of doubt. Say slight over. But I'm 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 trepidatious about the Hawks right now. Look at you, you know. Kind. <laughs> feeling kind out here Gerard's looking looking real kind today we'll, we'll see how that plays out <laughs> but let's move on to the Bulls they're at a 42.5 over underrating there and Bulls are interesting because again you have the additions in Andre Drummond Goran Dragic who you know I think you are a fan of if mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm, correct me mm-hmm. if I'm wrong and then you mm-hmm. have the return of Lonzo Ball after a lengthy absence well no no Jenna Lonzo um he announced today like he is having trouble he can't run or jump he's having he's in pain walking up the steps he's going to have a second procedure on that knee tomorrow um so I'm no done. Lonzo Ball for the foreseeable future for this team and that's a big part of their defense a I'm big done. key I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. look I Okay. Look, Zach Levine's great. Uh, DeMar DeRozan, of course, like, you know, Vooch can score, but we know his limitations defensively. Um, I, I like um, Oye, uh, uh, Desuna, like a great rookie. Like, I, I just, there's something missing. I don't quite know what it is. Um, uh, can Kobe White take a step up? Can Patrick Williams be, you know, better? Uh, look, 42 wins, I think, is kind of disrespectful. So I'm going to go slide over, but I'm not excited about this Bulls team right now. I mean, I'm not either after that. I mean, shame on me for not reading the recent news. Sorry, no, 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 I'm just coming good, off vacation, y'all. I got but, you. All good. But... Damn, Lonzo. Yeah, yeah. Thank yeah. God they have some pieces, you know, yeah. to Look, hopefully compensate. Kobe White, if he doesn't step up this season, that's that's pretty it, much it. Right. Why are you drafting him? Kobe's Kobe's got to step up. Um, of course they have Caruso. Like, look, there are players there, and the Bulls were very good last year. Um, again, once the injuries started hitting them, it, it all started going downhill. But I, I Look, again, I think 42 and a half is disrespectful. I'm going to go slide over, but I, you know. It's all right. I like that. I need to see more. (laughs) Heck, yeah. We shall see again. Three weeks away from that regular season tip-off. Let's move on to Gerard's favorite team, a.k.a. not really. (laughs) The Knicks. Okay. They're at a disrespectful 39.4. Five is it disrespectful? Under. I mean, I mean, you know, some would say, but uh, I'm with the addition of the superstar in Jalen Brunson from the Mavs. Wait, wait, you know wait, wait. I, I is, is he a superstar? With? I guess is you, that? that's the thing. <laughs> you know what I have a problem with, and I'll let you take the floor before I get a little angry out here because y'all know how I feel about the Knicks. But the fact that, again, no disrespect to Brunson, but like they brought this man in like he was the freshest thing since sliced bread. Like, y'all paid this man like he was some type of championship DNA-type caliber (laughs) player. Y'all, that really got me tight. But, again, you take the floor before I get real disrespectful out here. Look, Because I just don't know what we're doing. 
let, let, let's let's you know Jalen Brunson is a very good player and he's going to Incredible. add high character guy like it, it, it's going to add a, another layer of professionalism a guy that Tibbs is going to love but here's the problem Tibbs listen man you got young dudes on this team that we have to know what they are what is Jericho Sims what is Emmanuel quickly what is um oh my god I'm, I'm i'm like forgetting all 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 my guys like who you know who are these young players what are they going to be and i feel like tips you know this is this is not a quentin grimes um you know oh my god obi toppin what are you doing with cam reddish like i mean this team has young talented people but he gonna tell me out here gonna be grinding derrick rose and all these vets into the ground and i'm just like oh my god julius Randle. Are you going to return to your all-NBA form from two seasons ago? I doubt it. R.J. Barrett, are you going to make the next step up, the leap? At Knicks content day, R.J. Barrett said the Knicks are going to shock the world. Uh, by shock the world, what do you mean exactly? Thank God he was vague with that. Like, I don't think you mean championship because this team ain't doing that. <laughs> like, let's be, you're not doing that. Um, but I'm going to be positive, Jenna, and say, is disrespectful to put them at 39 and a half. They'll win 40, 41 games. Look, if RJ makes a leap, if, if, look, and if Tibbs can get out of his own way and allow these young guys a chance to cook and do some different things, I think they got a shot at being, you know, a little bit better, right? And contending maybe for that, you know, nine, eight range, but, you know, Again, it's going to be wait and see for me with the Knicks. Again, prayers up, as you guys can Sorry, probably Knicks tell. Fans. We are dwindling down the Eastern Conference list here. So, again, let's talk about uh, the Pacers. 23.5 over-under rating there. Uh, what's going on in Indiana? Uh, can we say rebuild? <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, that's, yeah. Fine I, with I, me. <laughs> I just this is this is what they're doing, right? I mean, they they are rebuilding. We know they in the trade, uh, they got um, Tyree Halliburton from Sacramento, right? They shipped out my guy Demonte Sabonis, and look, we 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 are on. They got Chris Duarte, Malcolm Brogdon's gone, right? I mean, yeah, they are. It's rebuild time, right? Miles Turner, Miles Turner, not going to be long for this squad. So I don't know that we need to spend a whole lot of time talking about Indiana. They're over under twenty three and a half. I'm going to go under at probably win 23, 22 games. All right, all right. Moving on, Hornets, 36.5 over under rating, and we cannot uh, gloss past the addition of D'Angelo Ball. Oh, D'Angelo Ball, yeah. Um, Yeah, LaMelo's brother. I mean, signed to a training camp deal. We'll see if he makes the real roster. I doubt it. Um, Look, they have a Miles Bridges problem. Um, uh, We don't know what's happening there. Um, as we know, Miles yep. Bridges involved in a uh, domestic uh, dispute, a violence yep. dispute, um, with his wife, I believe. Um, he, if, uh, if, yeah. If not his wife, then certainly the mother of of his child. Um, so we don't know what's happening there. Lamelo Ball is excellent. Uh, he he's he's gotten better, um, but that ain't enough. I don't know if Gordon Hayward's going to play multiple games this year. Uh, look, <laughs> the Hornets are, you know, and the East has gotten better, and they ostensibly not even ostensibly, they have not so i'm gonna go under for the hornets yeah agreed couldn't agree more there um let's talk about the raptors mm-hmm. that continue to i guess i don't know the word that i would use is fluctuate 
within this conference because, again, they have shining moments, but they also have extremely low, low moments. And, again, uh, I think I may be hanging on to uh, some championship DNA there. (laughs) But, again, 45.5 over under there. What are your thoughts on the Raptors? Um, Listen, I love Scotty Barnes. Right? I have a feeling (sighs) he's he's going to make a leap this year. Oh, I see. I mean, I mean, he was a rookie last year. I mean, you know, and he was rookie of the year. But he's going to make another jump, and I think Pascal is going to be All NBA level again this year. Fred VanVleet is usual self. OG Ananobi. I like this team a lot. Um, you know, the, they need to back a point guard. Um, I, you know, my thing with small guys like VanVleet, I'm a little nervous there. Um, so they need some help. But Jenna. I'm going over. I think Toronto's going to be up around 47, 48 wins. I really do. They're a very, very good team. We know Nick Nurse can coach. And again, I think Pascal and OG and 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 um, Scotty are going to have huge, huge years. Um, look for potentially maybe three All-Stars in Toronto. Maybe, maybe, maybe. You heard it here first. You heard it here first. You heard it here, folks. Here first. Go. And I trust every word that's right. I mean, I I mean, I could be wrong, but you know. (laughs) Rarely. But let's move on. Let's go to Washington, where we have Bradley Beal there. Such an incredible talent, but sadly, we're at 35.5 over under Gerard. I mean, what we always talk about this. Our poor boy Beal. I mean, he ain't poor. He just signed a Supermax extension. You're so right. He good. ain't poor. What are we saying? He right. ain't poor. He's good. So I'm not really worried about him in that way. I just, what are they doing in Washington, right? Tristas Porzingis, can he regain all-star form? We'll see. He's been <laughs> off injury prone. Um, Denny Abdia, can he come back and and, and be, and be a, 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 you know, a, a plus player for them? Rui Hachimura was out um, for a lot of last year. Um, yeah. You know, can he be a good player for them. Daniel Gaffer. I mean, they got, they got a lot of play, a lot of like sort of parts, you know, look, if, if Bradley Beal is an all NBA level guy, hmm, you know, Aww. and, 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 and we see some, some improvements. Hmm, we'll see maybe. Um, but as of right now, you know, I, I don't love what I'm seeing in Washington. I'm going to, I'm going to be a little bit better than like calling be disrespectful. I'm going to say a, an over, but a slight over. 36, 37 wins, somewhere in that range. All right, all right. Let's talk about the bad boy Pistons, a.k.a. not the bad boys no more. 29.5 over under there. Uh, What's going on in Detroit? Anything Uh, promising? I love what Detroit's doing. Kate Cunningham's going to be better this year. Sadiq Bey. Let's go. Jaden Ivey. Look, I like what they're building in Detroit, Jenna. I really, really do. I'm going to go slide over here. I think Detroit's going to win more than 29 games. They're going to win. They might be in that 35-ish, 36 range. Like I, they're, they're going to get frisky and, and really kind of and give teams. That's not going to be a stop that you're going to fly over and go, all right, like the Pistons, we got, you know, we, we could take care of them tonight. I'm like, mm, don't don't count your chickens, my friend. Don't not count mad your about chickens. It. I, I nah. Again, the, the young guys and Jalen Dern, who they reached down for, love that. They're giving your boy Marvin Bagley a shot. Um, you know, I, yeah, I, I like what I see there and yeah, yeah. I just, yeah. And, and remember they traded for Boyan Bogdanovich from the Utah jazz. So you get an adult in the locker room. 
I'm telling you. One I, of your I, guys. I, 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 I like what they're doing. Like what they're doing. I love to hear that. Oh, that makes me happy. So much positivity in this uh, dismal <laughs> part of the Easter conference <laughs> that we are covering. <laughs> um, last but certainly not least, I guess, the Orlando Magic. Mm. Um, 26.5 over underrating. Mm-hmm. So I mentioned Franz Wagner, who had a hell of a Euro basket uh, for Germany. Those that don't know, um, Euro basket is the European uh, tournament. And he, he was playing well, really, really well. Um, they have Jalen Suggs. Michael Fultz is out, I believe, to start the season. That's going to be a, yeah, a, a bit of a, of a problem. They do have Cole Anthony, which I like. Um, you know, uh, look, Orlando one of those times where it's like okay of course of course they have paulo bancaro of course their number one draft pick so with bancaro suggs wagner uh you know and jonathan isaac is going to come back at some point uh this season they have jenna i mean my god they've been picking in the lottery for the last dozen years so i mean they have young talent the question is can they turn it into anything can they go they're not making the playoffs or the play-in, but I'm going to go slight over. They're going to win more than 26 games. I'm going to give them 28, 29 wins. They might even touch 30. Oh, I love that positivity. <laughs> yes, let's go. It's like it's like, hey. it's like the first it's like the first day of school, right? You got to get you got to be positive, all that jazz. That's it. And you know that's all she wrote, folks, for our mm-hmm. Eastern Conference preview. Stick with us because y'all know what's next next week. That Western Conference preview. Yeah, yeah, guys. As always. We're part of the Props Network, so you can find us there. Follow us at Semperters Pod on Twitter, at Semperters Podcast on Instagram, at JS Hector, at Gentleman Selly. And until next time, everybody, peace. peace.